Welcome back to another episode of Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hey, E.K., I'm Mariah Rose. Now, welcome, everybody, to our special Christmas episode of Laser Graves. Uh, we've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. Always fun. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is a podcast about the 80s and 80s-related topics. If you're returning... Um, I hope you're excited about today's episode. <laughs> when when you run a podcast about uh, the 80s and then you get to the Christmas episode, sometimes it's slim pickings and sometimes you discover a hidden gem. Oh, yeah. That was shining so bright right in front of us. We just needed to chip it out of the Smoky Mountain. Oh, okay. Nothing? No, it's good. Okay, that was pretty good. Solid intro. Okay, well, as you'll notice, we normally uh, run our episodes on Tuesday, but it is coming out today because it is Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas. I didn't realize we were doing this early. We're not. We're doing it on Christmas. Oh, yep. It's Christmas right now. (laughs) Right now, as we're speaking. (laughs) And our gift to you is to take time away from your family because we know you don't want to hang out with them. And instead... Put secretly put your earbuds in, listen to us, cover those earbuds with hair or a hat or beanie. Mm -hmm. And then as you're laughing, your family will think that you're laughing at your weird Uncle Harry's jokes. But really, Mm -hmm. you're enjoying an episode of Laser Graves. It could go very poorly if they're talking about death or something or world affairs. Yeah, I actually have a funny story. Oh, Uh, Thanksgiving, I think it was one year. I'm pretty sure it was Thanksgiving. Uh, We were at the table with your family. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to catch an episode of Bad Taste Video, our friends and their podcast. (gasps) And it was a streaming episode. So I had to no to watch. I had to listen to it as it was playing, and I put one little earbud in and covered my hair. What? <laughs> yeah, and I laughed at a really inappropriate time when everybody was at the table and everybody looked really confused. And it's because they didn't realize I was listening to bad taste video. Oh my goodness! Hey man, that's the kind of listeners we hope to have. That is shameful. Yeah. Well, being on the other side of it doesn't feel so good. I probably said something hilarious that you missed. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. Ugh. Okay, well, anyway, enough of that. So it's the holiday. We've given you your your wonderful gift of this amazing episode. Your present is our presence. Yes, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's get started on this incredible uh, topic today. Yeah, sure, why not? The one and only A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Lorna Davis couldn't take any more fame and fortune, so she decided to get lost. What she found was a big surprise. We want you to be our mama. A rather rollicking adventure. <laughs> and the spirit of Christmas. I'm dreaming of a smoky mountain Christmas. With nothing much that money buys, but everything worthwhile in life. Dreaming of a smoky mountain Christmas. Released on the heels of her new series, The Dolly Show, three-time Grammy winner Dolly Parton stars in this magical Yuletide tale, singing six of her own special songs. But I wouldn't care how much it snows. I'd just like to spend Christmas with Santa. Co-starring Lee Majors, Bo Hopkins, Anita Morris, and John Ritter. 
what an opportunity. What a chance to have her come and give the kids a beautiful Christmas show. Dolly Parton's Smoky Mountain Christmas, a holiday adventure for the whole family. Now available on video cassette. Okay, a Smoky Mountain Christmas. I Sometimes I get really excited about episodes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I'm really, really excited about this one because this was a first time watch. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I mean, we were like the target audience for a TV special like yeah. this. And I did not see this one. Nope. Oh, so you didn't either. Nope. Totally new to me. Oh, great. And we, unlike normal, uh, we usually watch the movie or something together. Mm-hmm. We, because we have an insane week, and we'll tell you all about that later, but... Will we? I, well... Not today. Not today. Mind your own business. <laughs> right. None of your beeswax. Uh, we watched this separately, and I am dying to talk about it with you. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, A Smoky Mountain Christmas 1986 with the one and only... Dolly Parton. You want to go ahead and, and kick this one off today? All right, let's dive right in. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? Yeah, we're on a sleigh. We've halted for a second. Well, okay, we're not on a sleigh anymore, buddy. Our movie opens in the middle of the making of a music video. Yeah, okay, so right away, I didn't realize this was an actual movie. That's oh. That was surprise number one. You just thought it was like Dolly singing? I thought it was a Christmas special. Um, yeah, her inviting guests on to sing Christmas songs with her. Oh, okay. No. And I would have still been on board because I love Dolly Parton. I think she's a national treasure. But when I found out it was an actual movie, I got really, really happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it started right away confusing me. No, so this movie isn't about Dolly. This is Dolly the actress playing a character named Lorna Davis. Uh, it's not really a stretch, though. Although it took me half of the movie to figure out her characters' names because everybody's got such thick hillbilly accents. Yeah. I, I thought they were saying Laura or Lana. I it's... thought it was Loran at some point. Okay. No, uh, I had to look it up. Although, I mean, I hate to point this out, but Lorna, she's a lot like Dolly Parton. She's a little bit. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's not it's not like breaking new ground. She's not gonna win an award for this. Yeah, beyond. it's kind of like Sean Connery playing Sean Connery. Yeah, except for we're gonna call Dolly Lorna, probably under. I will not. I will call her Dolly this whole episode, and I'm just gonna be totally upfront about that. Okay, I'll and, accept it. And I loved every moment she was on screen. She's so great. She's such a gem. Everybody talks. I wanna like. I didn't even go into it. That was no complete sentence. I'm sorry, but I'm really excited. She is so great. You can look into this on your off time. Maybe we somehow do Dolly in the 80s at some point. We could. Because I can't right now. We just don't have time. Yeah, normally we would do even a little synopsis of a biography, but there is no way. No. We have way too much to talk about. Right. And if you're like, yeah, she's great. You don't know. She is so good. Think again, Buster. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, she's playing Lorna Davis. Um, And just, again, we may call her just Dolly. We'll see. Laura, Lana, Lorna. We will. Anyway, Dolly. She's in this music video that she's making. And it's supposed to be like a push for her big breakthrough. Although she already seems to be nationally known as a famous musician. So I'm not sure. Well, that's because she co-wrote this. 
she co-wrote it with a guy named William Bleach. And I kept that in the back of my mind oh. for a lot of the moments that were set up in this film. I thought, oh, well, she did write this after yeah. all. Yeah. Okay. So we come upon a scene. It's like lights and male dancers. They're spinning around with her. There's a fog machine. But you can see Lorna is unhappy. She's also being stalked by a persistent, like, paparazzi guy who's there, like, in the rafters or whatever, watching. This is, um, my hands are tied guy. Yeah. Which you, it was, like, really the first quote you ever did for me when we started dating. And I thought, oh, <laughs> she's a nerd that quotes movies, too. I'm known for being a really good movie quoter. Yeah, so this is Dan. Uh, Hedea. Hedea, yeah. Yeah, Dan Hedea. So he's a stalker paparazzi guy. We'll we'll circle back to him. She calls off the music video. Like she says, this isn't it. I'm not feeling this vibe. This isn't what Christmas is about. This yeah. isn't my song. Yeah, as our kid would say, I'm not vibing. Oh, yeah. We have kids at that age. Sorry about it. It's really disappointing. <sighs> it is one of those things. You just, as a parent, sometimes you just have to let it go. Our kids call us bruh. It's <laughs> true. That's weird. I don't like it. Okay, so Lorna decides to cancel this music video shoot and go home to reflect on basically her disillusionment with fame. Totally relatable. We all get it. We've all been disillusioned by fame. Yeah, happens yeah. to the best of us. So she's in her house looking through photos, like trying to get back to the heart of Christmas and just reflecting on a simpler time and then we have some voiceover where she's like this is my best friend but in her dolly voice yeah and she calls her this best friend whom we actually never meet ever no she's just one of her uh mountain folk yeah friends. one of the simple people can i also just stop to point something out uh-huh. dolly's hair is enormous yeah it, it looks gets, like d snyder is at certain points <laughs> it really did look like from behind yeah look like d snyder yeah but that with hair like sl- slimmer hips that hair had its own zip code it was so big oh okay <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh okay so she's reflecting on her simpler times if a small plane landed on her head oh it would be a hairport oh. <laughs> all right <laughs> You know how jokes are. Hair oh. today, gone tomorrow. You know, one of my first rude jokes I ever heard involved Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Mine, too. What was it? Is it rude to say? Mine was a typical schoolyard boy joke. Okay. Mine was, too. Was it this one? Yep. Sure was. Okay. And if you, you can't see us, <laughs> but I'm pointing at my, my pointer finger, and then on either side, I'm squeezing it with... The pointer and middle finger of my other hand. And was it about Dolly Parton skiing and hitting a tree? Was that It was joke? just her hiding behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. That's awesome that you heard that joke, too. Yeah, it made its way around a the real whole classic. country. Yeah. Okay. That is what we get. This is what our country... This is the humor our country deserves. Yeah. Simpler okay. times. So, speaking of simpler times, we're circling back. We're circling back. Okay. She calls her friend. And she's like, hey... Can you know your grandma's cabinet? <laughs> can, can I stay in your Smoky Mountain cabinet? Can I stay in your grandpappy's cabin? And this is okay. We're horrible at accents, but that's pretty close. Basically, um, you didn't sound like Dolly Parton, but you sounded like Lorna. <laughs> 
So her friend says, yes, go stay in my abandoned cabin. There's this whole conversation about like switching out cars. I don't know. And while this is happening, she's taking notes on a little pad. Our paparazzi stalker guy, Dan Hedea, character's name is Harry. He's in her backyard and starts getting attacked by dogs and climbs in through her window. And she's like, oh, shucks, don't be here. And he quickly like makes a note of her plans. So she ushers him out, goes on with her plans. Great. Everything's good. She makes her way to the Smoky Mountains. There's a lot of singing that goes into this, too. So, yeah, it's a musical. It's definitely a musical, but it's only a musical with her. Yeah. Nobody else is allowed to sing. Obviously not. (laughs) Why would they? Who can compete? I mean, there could have been maybe a children's choir at some point. You know what? This should have had Willie Nelson. Oh, that would have been great. He could have been a mountain person. He could have been Mountain Dan. He could have. No Lee Majors. Whatever. She makes her way to the Smoky Mountains. She's driving toward the cabin when she's pulled over by the sheriff, John Jensen, played by Bo Hopkins. Yeah, he's um, coming on strong, which we'll find is a reoccurring theme to every man in this. Yeah. Um, Also, side note, we didn't even mention... This was directed by Hollywood royalty. Yeah. The Fonz himself. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Oh my goodness. What a treat. Henry Winkler is our special guy. Behind the scenes, we don't see him, but he's there. It's strange that he didn't have a cameo, huh? It seems like him. Oh, the parents from Happy Days are somewhere in there. I read. I don't know where. Really? Like town folk, I guess. Oh, I didn't even, I wouldn't have thought to look for them no i wouldn't really recognize just a reason to watch it again yeah every year every year for the rest of our life so after the sheriff hits on her (laughs) this is where i think kind of go off the rails this is when this goes from like a fun tv movie special to a stroke of genius what am i watching so there's a woman named jezebel played by anita morris she's basically a hillbilly witch Yeah, and she comes out of nowhere on a horse. Yes, and she is so jealous. She's really aggressive. That the sheriff is maybe interested in Dolly. Dolly totally rebuffs him. She's like, no thank you, buddy boy. She really just tells him to basically go away. Yeah. And I'm going to get in my truck and just keep driving. It was great. It was really a power move. Yeah, and Jezebel doesn't see it for what it is. She's not mad at the sheriff, but instead directs her anger Towards the woman. Do you think Dolly's hair was squished down by the roof of the truck? You know that is an element. If you get into a car with her, I feel like that would take up a lot of, like, the air. Do you feel like if she fell backwards on ice, her head would be protected? Yeah, because, well, she's, I mean, well known for wearing wigs, so, yeah. She wears wigs? Dude. That's not a wig, honey. That's au natural. Honey, she talks about her wigs. She's like the wig queen. Yeah, but in this, she's not. Oh. Darling, that is Smoky Mountain Jeans. Sure. Uh, Jezebel gives an amazing one-liner when Dolly drives away. Oh, yeah? I'm going to play it for you because it's so good. Jezebel, please. Remember that. Because if that blonde lady were to stay for a spell... She'll be staying for one of my spells. <laughs> a lot of good 
good dialogue in yeah. this one. And Jezebel, so she's got backwoods magic, and we simply cannot understand this. Don't try, just accept and continue forward. She is crazy powerful, but also a hillbilly, and also somebody who maybe doesn't have the highest level of education, as we will learn. She doesn't make bright choices. No. Well, she works off a of passion. Passion and no logic. She's reactionary. Yes. Let's I think say that. Let's settle on that one. Yeah, because we don't know her life story. Well, I can say she's not a genius because of how this story ends. Well, she figured out how to do magic. That takes some I don't know if that takes smarts. Maybe you're born with magic. Maybe let's it's ask, Maybelline. Let's ask Willow. Okay. <laughs> Lorna now makes her way to the cabin. This cabin is supposed to have been abandoned, but she gets there and she sees that there's food cooking, everything's all set up, and she's like, oh my, my friend made it nice. Do you remember when we covered Alf for our Christmas episode? Mm-hmm. And they went to a cabin too? Oh yeah. Huh. Cabins are pretty good for... It's cozy. For cozy Christmas episodes. Yeah. Great setting. Was the exterior shots a miniature, by the way? I kept I thinking it was. It was unclear what was happening there. I kind of think it was a miniature for the exteriors. And then like the close-ups wasn't. But no. I couldn't tell what was going I on. I couldn't tell what was happening either. If it was like a set design, it was weird. Um, well, I was along for the ride regardless. Yeah. So she's surprised to see that her friend has made this effort when she was expecting a dusty cabin. And she's delighted. She's exhausted from the trip. And she falls asleep on one of the beds in the cabin looking beautiful her big hair spread all around her like a halo. She didn't even need a pillow. This is, no. This is also where I should mention that there's like a light snow white element sprinkled through this okay, whole movie. Okay, so I thought that too. I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah, so she's awakened from her beautiful slumber. Not by dwarves, but by children. I think there are seven of them. I don't really know. I didn't count. Did you count? I did at one point. I think there there are seven. seven. Yeah, there are seven. There's just a buttload of grody kids all over that house. I love kids. I'm actually quite good with kids, but that's too many kids in a cabin. I love our kids. I don't love all kids. I I love all kids. No, they're gross. They're so funny. Okay. Well, I would have taken maybe two or three of these ones. The rest I would have just left out in the cold. Oh, wow. Well. It's really cold. It's the Smoky Mountains. We'll get to it, but one of them... One of them needs to calm it down a little. Well, they've got a rough life story. These are all orphans. Seven orphans in all. They banded together in this cabin. They later say they haven't stolen anything, but I think it's clear that they've stolen this cabin. And all the food in the cabin. Well, they're they're like hunting and trapping and doing their own thing. Yeah, one rabbit's not feeding seven kids. Anyway, the youngest child spots her asleep. Oh, and, this and really thinks, is a Smoky Mountain Christmas, yeah. isn't it? And she's like, I think she's an angel. And it's not an angel. It's Dolly Parton, a.k.a. Lorna Davis. You know how old she was? I don't know. I think Dolly's always been 50. How old do you think she was in this? 50. No. How old? I think she was 40. Whoa. 39 or 40. Her hair adds 10 years. I mean, or, yeah. Her it, hair it adds, adds a lot or of removes yeah. 10 years. I can't She's tell. probably got a pretty buff neck. <laughs> so, anyway, the kids are all there and they instantly accept her. Well, almost. Lorna agrees not to narc on the kids being there as long as they agree to keep her hidden, too. Because remember, she's on the lam as like an incognito famous person. Yeah, with, this with is bad hair. basically the beginning of one of the subtexts of the story is Dolly 
teaching all the kids that it's perfectly acceptable to lie your way out of anything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. That's fine. Also, we meet the kids. So there's like two girls, little girls, and the rest are boys. And they're like a ragtag bunch. They're all like the, the little rascals. Mm-hmm. One in particular, mm-hmm. a precocious redhead named yes. Jasper. Yeah. Is a little horn dog and is constantly hitting on her. Yeah, he is. And he's like, she's mine. She's going to be my bride. Yeah. Yeah. That kid, I, in- I instantly recognized him. I know what you recognized him from, but you know what I recognized him hmm. from? I'm a Nickelodeon kid. He's the little butthole from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> yeah, he's also the butthole from Terminator 2 with the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. So in Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon, when they're singing their Camp on a Wanna song, yeah. he's the one who goes, make me wanna fart. It's him. <laughs> if you have seen it, you know. I think he got his start on maybe Different Strokes or something, too. Either it, that or Smoking My Own Christmas. No, definitely not. Okay. Although he I shined in this one. He really did. Yeah, it's a... Pretty interesting group of kids. Yeah, and some of them did stuff. It's not really noteworthy because none of them are as big as Dolly. No, or the, or her hair, really. No. Her it's... hair is literally bigger than some of those kids. <laughs> like, they, when the cops come, well, spoiler alert, but that smallest kid could have just hidden in her hair. Totally. They would just have curled never right up in there. Hair. There's room, for sure. So, again, they're all just... Like, okay, we'll, nobody will tell on anybody. This is fine. Well, except for the oldest one, Jake. Yes. He's uh, not buying it. He yeah. has to hold out. You're right. Every other kid is like instantly, Dolly, you're our mother. She's an angel. Yeah. And she's like, great. I have seven kids now. Yeah. I saw seven kids and now they're mine. <laughs> yeah. and But the, the oldest kid, Jake, who's kind of the, the you know, the one in charge. Yes. Uh, he's not buying it. And no. He's saying, you know, you're going to leave us just like everybody else, which is a fair assessment considering they just met. Yes. But and- instead of her sympathizing with his struggles and trauma, she does another thing, which will also be a reoccurring theme in this Christmas special, which is to redirect real world problems with song. Yeah. And she immediately says, Jake, are you listening, Jake? And then sings a song about how he should just be happy. Yeah. And he just goes and mopes while she sits on the porch singing a really, you know, sweet Dolly Parton song. Yeah. And then she's also using his trauma as an opportunity to work out some really good lyrics. And she's like, ooh, this is pretty good. Yeah. And she does it a couple times in this movie where she uses everybody else's suffering and pain. Yeah. To say, oh. Like, this is going to be a really good song. Yeah, anytime there's a teachable moment, she grabs her guitar and sits down and sings about it. Or anytime there's a moment where she could have actually addressed a real problem, she just sings about it. Address it through song. Yeah, it's a really nice tactic. Yeah, I like it. We should start that as our parenting technique. Our kids will love it. They would love it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So now they all have an instant mother, except for Jake, who's a little bit resistant. They also at this time peer out the window and see some dude on horseback. And they're like, that's Mountain Man Dan. Yeah, and you know how we know his name is Mountain Dan? Yeah. Because the youngest kid says it. I think 400,000 times in the span of two (laughs) seconds. Here's a little clip to give you a sample. Mountain Dan! Look, there's blood! It's Mountain Dan! Mountain Dan! Look! 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 Look!
it's insane. Mountain Dan! It's Mountain Dan! Mountain Dan! Mountain Dan! <laughs> anyway. So the kids all fear Mountain Dan. Meanwhile, our paparazzi guy, Harry, remember, he took down this information. He's out looking for Lorna, and for some reason... I don't know if I zoned out what was happening, but he's now on a mule just riding through the Smoky Mountains like he was going to find her if he just rides a mule. And then he account- encounters Jezebel just in the middle of the forest. And she instantly hates him because of his connection to Lorna. So she makes his mule spin in circles and then he falls off and the mule runs away. It leaves him stand- stranded and desperate. Yeah, also, going back to Mountain Dan, because there was a couple things I still wanted to say in that whole area. Uh, first off, as we mentioned, that was Lee Majors, mm-hmm. $6 million man. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to it. But that's also another moment when all seven kids are terrified because, to their knowledge and hers, there was an actual grown man on a horse stalking a house of children mm-hmm. in the dark, in the middle of the forest. And you know what she does? She grabs her guitar and sings a little ditty about it. Nice. So I just wanted to point that out. And then, yeah, we get to to Jezebel and a lot of uh, donkey f- nonsense. It's and a fiasco. mule. Is it a mule? A mule. Yeah. It's a, that's when a horse breeds with a donkey, you get a mule. That's why it's a little taller. So now Jezebel, she's got her spell juices going and she casts a spell on Lorna from afar, I guess. And Lorna goes out into the woods at night and seems to be completely unaware that she's about to step off of a cliff into a waterfall, assuming this will lead to her death. Thankfully, Mountain Dan, remember we saw him by the window earlier? Yeah. He's there. He saves her in the nick of time. He helps her recover in front of a fire. And there is an instant connection, absolutely instant connection between between the two. And as you said, this is um, Lee Majors, who I guess was big in the 80s. I don't I, I mean, I know what he's from. You guess? No, but I don't get the I don't get the why of why Lee Because he was on a bunch of hit shows. Yes, but he's one of those people where you're like, but why? Because he's charming. He's Lee Majors. Okay, I guess the Lee Majors is lost. Do you me. not watch The Fall Guy? No. Ugh. I'm sorry. Call yourself an 80s kid. I'm I mean, I was born there. Okay, so they're sitting there in front of the fire, and she's kind of talking about, like, hooky charms and stuff that her grandma did, and he's like, but I believe all that. And she's like, okay, but I don't. And then she's like, oh, P.S., we're decorating for Christmas, me and the children that I have from yesterday. (laughs) And were they in a cave during this scene? I don't know if it was outside in the woods or a cave. It was a little unclear. Because later he has a cabin. I think it's their cabin. No. Does he have a separate cabin? Yeah, because remember the reporter later goes to his cabin. yeah, yeah. You're right. So I was like, why is he in a cave? Maybe he just set a fire out near some rocks. Okay. (laughs) There's a few things in this movie that are questionable. No. Just like with Jezebel, we just accept and move forward. Okay. Just accept and move forward. So she invites him now to decorate with the kids for Christmas. And he's like, no. And she's like, yeah. And then they part ways. The next day... Dan arrives. The kids pretty much lose their beans because as far as they know, he's the creepy dude who just stares at their house in the night. Yeah, they think he has a rattlesnake in his bag. Yeah, I mean, they're not geniuses. 
Well, they're orphans. But they've I, had trauma. I would ask the question like, but why do I think that he has a rattlesnake in a bag? I'd be like, why is this creep coming out into the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Um, but he has a reason. You know what that reason is? What? Fruitcake. Yeah. Not a rattlesnake. Fruitcake. We, Easy we, mistake. We find out that he uh, he's a baker. Yeah. He has a little hobby on the side. He did that the night before, I guess. So the kids come to instantly love him again, just like... You can win a lot of people over with food. I guess. It's his love language. But isn't fruitcake notoriously bad? Or is that the Yule log? Ooh, I don't want to know about the Yule log. That sounds <laughs> gross. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though everybody's on board with him, with Mountain Dan, mm-hmm. after his fruitcake... Uh, you know, real victory there. Jake lays the guilt on to Dolly pretty hard about adopting them all. And it's really strange to me that um, he's springing this on her after they've known each other for like two days. Yeah. And when she says, well, it's not that simple, he flips out and he's like, yeah, whatever. And he storms off. Yeah, he's like, you're going to abandon us too. Yeah, but him abandoning everybody because he's got a, that's his modus operandi is to just storm off into the forest when he can't handle the truth. I'm going to say he's emotionally immature. A little bit, but Mm -hmm. he can still hear Dolly singing to him in the distance. Mm -hmm. Jake, you hear this? Anyway, he runs off, but when he does, he avoids trouble because at that very moment, the sheriff walks up and discovers where the children have been this whole time they finally put it together in this incredibly small community yeah like nine kids no seven (laughs) Seven kids sorry seven kids in an international star living in a cabin yeah why did that take two days even so the sheriff storms the cabin Mm -hmm. to arrest everybody yeah at first i was like is he arresting the kids why why did he ratchet up his aggression so dramatically? It's unclear. This is, again, put it in Jezebel's magic pouch. We don't know. We accept. Okay. He's also, really mad. I have a question before we go on. Yeah? Why is there a witch in this story? <laughs> because it's the Snow White story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just kept waiting for for more reason. No. But there's just a random witch that coexists in a normal world with everybody else. She's a Nobody else has witch. magical powers. No. There's just one rogue witch who rides around in the backwoods of wherever they are, Tennessee. And she's really peeved. She's so angry. Yeah, with like nothing better to do. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the sheriff's not having any of it and takes them all away. He takes the kids and puts them in a home. He, so he's not actually arresting them. He's he's taking them to, I guess, an orphanage. It's unclear. They're all locked in individual rooms. And he takes Dolly. And what does he do with Dolly? Well, first he really uh, pushes his junk up to her as he's pulling her away. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, I don't know. There's a lot of weird behavior from that sheriff. He was creepy. Yeah, I was rooting for him at first. I just thought he was kind of small town charming guy and then it just kept getting weirder and weirder yeah and then by the time he picks her up and is like 
ah, I've been waiting for this or whatever. And <laughs> it's just creepy. He just got weird. I also have a question. How much time has passed? Because I think it's a day or two. Yeah, but the relationship between the kids and Dolly is though they basically bonded over a lifetime now. Yeah, unbreakable bond. Unbreakable. It's true. She's written basically a whole album in this time, too. Absolutely. Also, let's mention, too, that randomly, I think this is when they would cut to commercial breaks. It will, like, freeze frame and then put it, like, go to a shot of it being put, like, a photo into a photo album. Yeah, like you're reading the story. Yeah. Like Snow Nice touch. I know. It was classy. So Dolly is booted out. She is sent to jail. Yep. Poor Dolly. Her hair is stuck in jail. Hair yeah. prison. If there was a, a schoolyard joke in the 80s about this scene, uh-huh. it would be, <laughs> <laughs> what's this, Mariah? It's the same gesture I made earlier. But it's Dolly Parton behind prison bars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, there's a lot of shenanigans going. The kids go back to the orphanage. Which turns out that it's run by two really mean women who hate kids. And they're dressed like, I don't even know. This was a strange side story also. Yeah, so it's like two sisters, I think, and their dress is sort of like pioneer, maybe? Yeah, but they take them in screaming and like batting them in. Yeah. And they're crying and the sheriff's like, job well done and just goes away. Yeah, good job. Good job. Well, Dolly's in prison. Yes. But a visitor is going to come to that prison. Yes. So meanwhile, Jezebel, because we can't forget about her. No, she's really important. She has made a poisoned apple pie. Yes. Apple pie. And she uses magic to disguise herself as a sweet old lady. When she's making that apple pie, is she in a castle? I I kind of thought so. It seemed European. I was really waiting for it to do some exterior shot of a old medieval castle in the middle of the Tennessee <laughs> the forest. Sp- yeah. <laughs> the Spooky Mountains. So she, in her like full face disguise, she's just an old woman. She talks her way into the prison and like hints that she might not vote for the sheriff if he doesn't let her visit. Yeah, uh, as Lorna. though he cares about one old person's well, vote. It's a small town, maybe. I guess. So there's like 11 people voting. One can make or break it. Well, he takes off after trying to get out of doing his job. And she sneaks in with her apple pie. There's a really funny scene here that I liked. There's is a it, little subtle humor. Is it the how she gives her the pie? Yeah, I laughed out loud <laughs> in this scene. Because there's no slot to pass food through. <laughs> so, And I don't know if this is ad-libbed. It I kind of felt it, like it. It was funny. Either that or this is a bit of the, the Fonz inserting his humor. But she turns the apple pie sideways and slides it through the bars. And I don't know why I laughed at that. <laughs> it, it was great. Uh, yeah, so she gives her the pie, tells her to eat it. Yeah. And Dolly is really thankful for this pie. Yeah, how nice. Takes a bite, starts to get tired. As the spell starts to take hold, we get the big reveal. The old lady does a magical transformation into Jezebel the Witch. Yeah. And this is the moment where I did not get the answer of why is there a witch in this movie. No. But I did get an answer oh. to another question I had. What's that? What is the motivation for her hatred of Dolly that's completely unfounded? 
Love Why does sh- she hate her? She loves the sheriff and the sheriff is interested in Dolly. No, I think it's bigger than that. Literally. Oh. When she transforms back, this is when I fully realized how huge her hair was. Yeah. Too. And I think she's threatened by the the biggest hair in the West coming to the Smoky Mountains. Oh. And I think what happened, here's my my fan theory, is I think she was riding on her horse through the mountains when Dolly, we're going to go back in time to Dolly first arriving in the Smoky Mountains. Okay. And what she sees is this woman in a red pickup driving down the road and sees the size of her hair mm. and from that moment on notices like this is my enemy now i this will do it. anything it takes to get rid of this woman oh. because jezebel's hair it's massive well here's the crazy thing in a in the normal world she would easily have the biggest hair in the room. That, you, that you've ever seen in your real eyeballs. <laughs> but when she's like, like right shoulder to shoulder with Dolly, her hair is like medium. But both of their hair is like as wide as their shoulders. It, it's really big. Anyway. I, I wish they would have had their hair fight each other. That would have been a spell. That would have been amazing. But I do think that this is really the true reason why she hates her is because mm-hmm. of the hair. I think you're right. I think it's that petty. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, the other option was also petty, but either way, it's petty. Yeah. So so Dolly has eaten this poisoned pie, and she falls back onto her hair pillow and falls asleep. <laughs> Very gently. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. And she, and. Also, weirdly, Jezebel conveys that this isn't death. It's just going to, she's going to be asleep for really, like, a lot of years. Yeah, it's a strange spell. Yeah, like, okay. I mean, I get the whole analogy to Snow White, but Snow White, but also, why not just kill her? Yeah. Take that hair out, you know, cut it all off and wear it as your own wig, and then you'd have double the height. And, like, tips. No, frosted tips. Frosted tips, yep. Um, so Dolly falls asleep and Jezebel's like, ha-ha, and she leaves. Meanwhile, Dan and Jake find her. They find her and they work to break her out, but they stumble upon her body. She's still down for the count. So Mountain Dan is like, ah, I know this story. <laughs> oh, I do like this part, too. And he kisses her. Yeah, Nothing her, happens. her unconscious body. Yeah. That's and their yeah, first kiss. Nothing happens. We also didn't talk how they got into the jail cell. Oh, yeah. They uh, tied a rope, old school style, to the horse mm-hmm. and just tore off the side of the, the brick wall. Yeah. You think that that really was possible? Because that happened in every movie. I don't know. I mean, if it was poorly made, I suppose so. Part of me really wants to try it. You should. You remember that show? Uh, what was it? Fact or Fiction or whatever it was. The Truth one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember I, what it was called. I don't either. But I wish, I wonder if they ever tried that I to tie up, you know, a horse to prison bars and pull the side of the wall off. I feel like it's possible. Maybe. But that that horse didn't even have a running start. No. But like in an old timey one where somebody just like put some blocks up and like didn't do a good job and there was no building codes. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So Mount Dan cannot revive our sleeping beauty yeah no our snow white excuse me (laughs) wrong one so jake is upset jake is leaning over her crying and he (laughs) this really creeped me out 
He cries two tears onto her face. Imagine the angle your face would have to be at to cry two tears onto somebody's cheek. You know, this part really made me laugh. In my notes, I wrote, Jake realizes he's been a selfish little jerk and cries. And his entitled tears wake her up. (laughs) Because this whole time, he has just been laying on the guilt like nobody's business. Like a teen, that's his job. Yeah, and instead, his little baby tears is what ends up bringing her back to life. Yeah, he has to live with that, by the way. Well, I mean, it works forever. Though. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, I saved the day," and then they're gonna be like, "What did you do, Jake?" Then he's I... gonna say, "I realized I was a little jerk, and I cried all over her face. <laughs> I was after Mountain Dan just kissed her. Imagine crying on somebody's face. Imagine waking up to somebody else's tears on your face." <laughs> Oh, that makes well, me want to really barf. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> but she's awake. Only, unfortunately, Jezebel's back. Yeah, and she's ready. She's now ready to commit to killing Lorna. Okay, there was a moment where I got super excited, and then it did not pan out. Oh, it's when Jezebel accuses Dolly of being a white witch. Oh, and I thought, oh, here's the tw- here's the sixth sense yeah. ending. Dolly Parton has been the other side of the Smoky Mountain magic. And she's the white witch and has yeah. been hiding it and has come back to reclaim her, her palace or whatever. There was a pause. You're right. Because I was like, here it comes. Yeah. And nope, that's not the case at all. Dolly's, mm. the only skills she has is playing the guitar with ridiculously long nails, which I do not know how she did that. And having really big hair. <laughs> her other skill is she puts it to use right now. She sweet talks. Oh, yeah. She's like, all right, honey, you can kill me. But first, let me have one more bite of that delicious pie. This is a dangerous game she's playing. It's dumb. Yeah, it's could have really backfired. But apparently she knows her opponent is an idiot. Well, her opponent has an ego issue. Yeah, she's like, give me a bite of that. Let me see what I did wrong. Yeah. What, before what, I kill you. I do this wrong? And then she eats it. And then she realizes she's tricked. And um, it's, you know, she she... Is out of the picture now. And she's snoring. And Dolly's like, see you when we're very old woman. How does Dolly know how long this potion lasts? I don't know. Also, it just made me realize if this is the end of, the, of Jezebel, yeah. what was the point of Jezebel? I don't know. <laughs> this whole character could have been non-existent and it would have been the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. It's really true. But it that's Although I wouldn't movie. definitely wouldn't have loved this movie as much without a witch. No, Jezebel's great. So, obviously, our genius is now asleep, but we still don't have the little kids back. Right. So, that's the next step. Now, the our ragtag team has to go rescue the kids. Also, we should mention that Harry is tagging along the paparazzi because, uh, to summarize his story, he has, like been renewed after being rescued from falling off the mule he's like i won't do anything bad again so now he's turned his life around and he's helping lorna i really loved that scene when he fell off the mule because (laughs) he's on the mule and he encounters jezebel in the forest and she says like basically are you with me are you with her and when she determines that he's not with her she threatens him as though she's going to skin him alive or something. And then when she unleashes the fury of all of her evil, it just gently knocks him off the mule onto a snowbank. Yeah. 
And that was her big. He was ready to die, though. Like he was he gave it I up. I think that, well, her she was a lot of a lot of big talk coming. And then she just let him land softly on the snow and then walked away. Yeah. Okay. But now he's transformed. Yeah. Now he's with Lorna. Yeah. And they're going to just break all the kids out of the orphanage. So this, of course, involves disguises because they see Santa sleigh. It's time. Dolly's an elf. You can tell because she has a tiny hat on top of her hair. <laughs> and all these clothes just happen to be laying around. Yeah. And they fit her figure. Okay. Like skin tight fit her figure. Yeah. So she goes back to the orphanage. The weird sisters are like, we'll let you look at one kid at a time. <laughs> And sings That's to them? really weird, isn't it? Okay. Like, why was that written? In? I don't know. But she agrees to it, and they one by one rescue all the kids. Yeah. So it's a, a whole lot of drama happens here. The sheriff gets involved again. He's here. Everything just sort of culminates when they wake up the town's judge. Yeah. Well, the sheriff gets them all and says, "We're taking you to, to you know the court, county court." Yeah. It's like the middle of the night. It's like three in the morning. They wake up the judge because the sheriff has to have them convicted now. Yeah, right now. And this is when we see who the judge is. And this is this week's fun fact. Oh, snap. So the fun fact isn't who the judge is, but why the judge is. Okay, well, let's start. Who is our surprise judge? John Ritter. Sweet John Ritter. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. So why is John Ritter in the last four minutes of this? He's already super famous. Three's Company ended like two years before. Okay, so somebody called in a favor. No. Weirdly, he and Henry Winkler were close friends. You know what? I could see that somehow. Well, so here's why. Because I, I saw that and I was like, that's a fun fact. But why are they close friends? Well, it's because they were both on two hit shows, Happy Days and Three's Company in the 70s on ABC. Oh. So they encountered each other there. And then when their shows ended, I think it was the same year, they ended up acting together a whole bunch. Oh. And... It goes even further. They, like, continued this, like, sharing things. And the show that John Ritter was on, like, Eight Rules or whatever of Dating My Daughter, Henry Winkler was guesting on it the day that John Ritter died. Oh. Isn't that wild? That is wild. He was guesting on it, and the last time he talked to him, John Ritter had said that he didn't feel good, and he went to the hospital later where he passed. Wow. But they were close friends. Interesting. Yeah, so he ends up on this because they're just good friends. So he's there as the judge. John Ritter is great. He's such a fun actor. Yeah. He is really, he acts really well as a robot too. Because one of the last things we saw him on was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When he was Buffy's mom's boyfriend and he turned out to be a robot. Mm -hmm. And he's so good. He's great in that. Stellar. But in this, instantly charming. When he, the moment he lets out the very first line, you're like, ah. He's got like a soft voice. He's just got a very casual way of delivering his lines that makes you laugh because it's very natural. 
Yeah, he's great. He's got bedhead in this. Yeah, and he's not taking any of this from the sheriff. No, he's the hero. Because the sheriff was dumb waking him up in the middle of the night. Yes. So they're in a courthouse now. So remember, Dolly is dressed up like an elf. Mountain Dan is dressed up like Santa. They've got all these children's the children, the weird sisters that run the orphanage are there. The sheriff is there. And John Ritter is there now. This sounds like a weird nightmare to have. We also find out here that Mountain Dan was a lawyer. I guess. I don't know. Okay. He's alluded. full of surprises. He's alluded that he's from the big city. Yeah, he's he's city folk. Yeah. But he's pretending to be mountain folk. Yep. So they try to make a case against Dolly being in charge of these kids. But John Ritter says, no, no, no. It's great that this stranger will take the kids. And also, I I guess Mountain Dan gets to have custody. Like the dual custody. It's really abrupt. And Dolly says, yeah, you know, I want to adopt all of them. Yeah. And the judge is totally cool with it. Yeah. On a couple conditions. Mm -hmm. One, she has to fix the jail that the horse broke, Mm -hmm. even though the horse did it. And sue the horse. Yeah, totally. Who owns that horse? Yeah. And two, mm-hmm. which seemed a little over the top, he, she has to build a new children's home. I think she had offered it. Because the old children's home can't be run by the other, the ladies, because they don't like kids. Yes. But I thought, why does that, why do you need a new children's home? I think, I don't know. I it think that a I little don't know. strange. This judge was questionable. There was not a lot of investigation. He took things at face value. Yeah, and he twisted on the sheriff and said false imprisonment and kidnapping mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So That was a lot. It was Got really him. a lot. Yeah. But yep, and he's like, This is great. It's a Christmas miracle. So the kids celebrate, they come running over, and Dolly has her first conscious kiss with Mount yeah. Dan. Yeah. Because they're now in love. They've spent a total of like 26 minutes together. And they now have uh, joint custody of seven children. Seven kids. <laughs> Makes sense. The end. The end. <laughs> That's literally the end. Wow. <laughs> this movie was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. I really enjoyed it. It just, I think growing up in the 80s, you just know these specials. Mm-hmm. These ABC specials. You know, this aired, like I said, 1986, aired on ABC, which would make sense why Henry John Winkler and Henry and are on there, on December 14th. And, I mean, how could you not enjoy... I love these when they came on TV. I would always watch this kind of stuff just because it was fun to watch. I would have loved this as a kid because I thought Dolly was cool yeah. when I was a little kid. Um, because my sister liked her. So I would have watched it just because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of shocked that neither one of us ever saw this. I know she has, she has such presence. You just go, oh, that's what people talk about when they say somebody has it. It's, she's like impossible yeah, to ignore. Yeah, definitely has it. And, you know, she was already acting a lot at this point mm-hmm. and, She's a good actress. She plays the part just fine as Dolly Parton. <laughs> like, Lorna Davis. Yeah, what she does as well. And there's uh, some good jams in there, too. Yeah. The songs that she's composing based on the children's suffering are really good. I know. So good. Yeah, there's this one about, uh, you know, 
being sad and st- oh that everybody hurts. I yeah. thought she was gonna secretly be the one that wrote the REM song <laughs> and I was gonna call it out, but it, it it evolves to something else. But I do like how she says, Oh, that's good, and then yeah. keeps writing. There's some good music in here. So it's it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was a delight. Was a delight. I do think if you're looking for something that's kind of old school eighties fun Christmas special, this is a very safe bet. Yeah, we watched it for free on YouTube. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, I, I'd watch it again for sure. I think it was fun. Um, I'm glad we, we covered it. I went into it thinking I, w- I might enjoy it a little bit, but I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. And shout out to Jezebel the Witch. Yeah, I want to see She's the star spin-off. of the show. Yeah. Wake her up. Definitely the star. I really wish, though, that Dolly would have turned out to be the White Witch. So yeah, can't have it all. Yeah, also... Uh, additional fun fact, Dollywood has a Smoky Mountain Christmas celebration of lights. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it really has much to do with a movie from what I could tell. It's just a light festival and they okay. call it a Smoky Mountain Christmas. All right. Would you go to Dollywood? Oh, sure. Okay. Definitely. That was a test. <laughs> yeah. You passed. Never seen Dolly Parton in, in concert. Me either. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so. well, that's enough of that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this gift, the gift of big hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and check this out. Yeah, like you said, it's on. There's a couple different rips on on YouTube. So, what I tried to get the tape, um, and I just I couldn't get it in time. It's okay. And it we was you. you know like ten bucks on eBay, and I'm sorry, but it's worth free on. Yeah, YouTube. it's worth free on YouTube. Uh, but it was a good. It was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, enjoy. Happy holidays. We will be back in the new year. Um, full disclaimer, we're going to try and be back in two weeks for our normal timing, but there's a off chance we may miss that episode because we got some crazy adventures coming up. We'll tell you all about them when we get back. All we can say is sayonara. Sayonara. <laughs>